Kiddushin Dav Samach Bet, the last thing we were discussing was according to Rabbi Meir, whenever a condition is made, you have to say, you have to double it. You have to say the first, the positive side of the condition. If you do this, you'll get that. And you also have to say the negative part of the condition. If you don't do this, you won't get that. And according to Rabbi Hanina bin Gamliel, you don't need to double the condition. You could figure it out on your own. And we asked a whole bunch of questions on Rabbi Hanina bin Gamliel. Number one, from Hashem and Cain. If you behave, you'll get rewarded. If you don't, you'll get punished. And then uh, with Abraham and Eliezer, if the girl wants to come or not come, then Pashat Behukotai, if we follow the mitzvot or we discuss it with the mitzvot, what's going to happen to us. And then another one is if we listen to the mitzvot, we'll get good fruits. And if not, we'll get, uh, we'll eat sword. And with that, we're going to start Samach Bet Amud Aleph, four lines in, which starts by Bishlamal Rabbi Hanina ben Gamliel. I understand the corner Rabbi Hanina ben Gamliel, Hainu Dichtiv. It says, by Sota, before she drinks the, the bitter water, the Kohen makes her swear, Im lo shachav ish otach, im lo sati tum'ata hatishech hinaki. If you you were clean, you didn't be uh, mezaneh under your husband, drink the water and you shall be clean. But according to Rabbi Meir, I can't figure out the other part on my own. It should say that if you didn't behave, you'll choke. And then she explains, meaning the, the, the it does say that if, if this is what happened, you'll choke. But in the swear, it doesn't mention the choking part. So Amarav Tanhum Hinaki Ketiv. Rav Tanhum explains, it says Hinaki and that uh, He in the beginning of Hinaki is transferable with the Het. And you could explain Hinki, uh, meaning if you're good, you're clean. If you're not good, choke. So the Gemara explains, Okay, so this is great. Now I understand according to Rabbi Meir, why it says Hinaki, but according to Rabbi Hanina ben Gamliel, why do you have to say it like that? Why are we Doresh the Pasuk Hinaki, Hinaki, uh, either clean or choke? So he'll tell you, it's the Rikh. I need the I need the, this language. Why? I mean, I would have thought, Im lo if no one was with you, you're clean. And if someone was with you, maybe you won't get cleaned, you won't choke, but you just didn't isur. That's why you need hinaki to be doresh hinki also. That if you were improper, then you will choke also. So now, according to Rabbi Meir, I understand. That if someone was tamimit, he'll get the paraduma on the third and seventh day, and he'll be clean. If he doesn't get clean on the third and seventh day, he doesn't become tahor. So you see the positive and the negative. But according to Rabbi why do you need the double side, the positive and the negative? So he'll tell you, it's tarikh, I need it. Why? I would have thought, I would have thought, the mitzvah is to do it on the third and seventh day. But if you only did one of them, it's okay. I mean, you're still clean. Kamash malan, that you need both. Okay. So the Gemara now asks, according to Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Hanina, according to both of them, why don't you need that third pasuk that says that Tahor shall spray on the Tameh on the third and seventh day? Meaning, according to both of them, I learned it before. So the Gemara explains, it's Tarikh, you need it twice. I mean, I would have thought, 
I would have thought when it says Shelishi means you can't do it on day two, Shevi'ilim Al Teshishi, on day seven, that you can't do it on sixth. They come in Ma'ayat be Metahara because you're having less days of Tahara. Let's say you did on day three and day eight. They come a Pish be Metahara. You added more days of becoming Tahor. Maybe that's okay. That's why the Pasuk says it has to be done on day three and day seven specifically. Meaning the idea there has to be four days in between. So she explains if you did it on day four and eight, okay, that that counts as well. But there is a Ritbanatos Fortre who argue and say no, four and eight is not good. Interesting uh, sugya. But either way, there's another pasuk. You have to spray him with paraduma ashes again on the seventh day. Why do you need that? So the Gemara explains. It's tarikh salkada takamina. I would have thought anemile le kodashim. Maybe in order for him to eat Kodashim, he needs to get spread both on 3 and 7. But when it comes to Truma, maybe just spraying once is good enough. That you need both no matter what. Next Mishnah. If a person was Mekadesh a woman, and he said, I thought she was a Kohenet, but she ends up being a Levia. Levia, Varei Kohenet, or Levia, and she ends up being a Kohenet. Ania, Varei Ashira, she's poor, and she ends up being rich. Ashira, Varei Ania, I thought she was rich, she ends up being poor. Harezo Mekadesh, Mepenesh, she's Mekadesh, because she never tricked him, she never said anything that's different. He was Mekadesh, and that's it. Now, the next part of the Mishnah is going to discuss cases where the man and the woman could not be married at the time where they made the Kiddushin. For example, if a Goy told the woman, You are Mekudashet to me after I will convert, or or after you convert, or I'm an Ivid right now, and after I free, I'm freed, I'm going to marry you, or the opposite, after you be freed, I'll marry you. If a person wants to be Mekadishin Ishatish and say, after your husband dies, I'll marry you, or after your sister dies, which is he's married to her sister, after my wife dies, I'll marry you. After you get a Halitza from your Yabam, in all these cases, and in all these cases, because the ability to be Mekadesh does not exist yet, therefore a, per, a woman or the man are not really relying on this, and therefore the Kiddushin doesn't work. If a person tells his friend that if your daughter, if your wife has a girl, I'm going to be Mekadesh to her, she's not Mekadesh because the girl hasn't been born yet. Now this last part in the uh, in the Mishnah, the Maharsha takes out, but there are uh, there are Mishnah who do bring it. We'll just read it. Imaita Yashit Haviro Meobert if his uh, friend's wife was pregnant, Vukarobana, you could tell she's pregnant, the Barav Kayamin. Then whatever he said stands, the email then kevamekudeshit, then if she, uh, she ends up having a girl, she's Mekudeshit. Now we start the Gemara. Tanan Hatam, we learned in the in Masechet Terumot. In regards to fruits that are still stuck to the tree, to the ground, they're not hayav in terumah. It's, it's only once you pluck them off and they're in a pile, that's when they're hayav in terumah. In tormin min talush alam hubar. You cannot give terumah from fruits that are, have been plucked to fruits that are still stuck onto the tree, onto the ground. Ve'im taram and terumato teruma, and if he did give teruma for things that are still on the tree, his teruma is not a teruma. 
because they're not obligated yet. So now, If someone said the fruits of this uh, garden bed that have been plucked will be teruma on the fruits of the garden bed that are still stuck onto the ground, or perot arugazo mehubarim yuterumal perot arugazo telushim, or the opposite, these fruits that are still stuck on the ground will be teruma for the fruits that have been plucked, lechesheitalshu, but only when they are plucked, venit leshu, and they have been plucked, mahu, what would be the halacha? Does that work or not? And Amar then, Rabbi Yohanan told Rav Asay, Kol shebeado lav kimchusar maasedami. Anything that you have the ability to do with your hands, it's not missing anything, and therefore it works. And since over here you can just go to the garden bed and, and pluck them off the ground or uh, pick it off the tree, then it, it the tiruma stains, which goes against what we just said before. Now, before we could continue, the Gemara has a problem with what Rabbi Yohanan just said. That if you have the ability to do it with your hand, then it's not missing anything and it works. Etiver, Rabbi brings a, a question. Our Mishnah says, You are Mikudash to me after I convert the Hashd Gayri, after you convert the Hashd Ishtahari, the Hashd Ishtahari, after I get freed, after you get freed, the Hashi Amud Balak, after your husband dies, the Hashd Amud Hadech, after your sister dies, the Hashi Ahlots Lechiebamech, after your Yabam gives you Halitza, Ena Mikudashet. We send all these cases that she is not Mekodesh, the Kiddushin can't work because it's not in the world right now. You can't do it right now. So now, Bishlama Kulehu Lav Beyado. Okay, I understand in all these cases, it's not up to you and you can't do it. Elager Have Beyado. But with a convert, you could go convert, get a Brit Milah, jump into the to the Mekveh, and now you could be Mekadesh's woman. So the Kiddushin should work. The Gemara explains, Ger nami lav beyado. Even with the Ger, it's not in his hands. The Amar b'Hiya Baraba, Amar b'Yohanan, Ger tzarich shelosha. Ger, in order for him to become Jewish, he needs three people watching him, uh, accepting mitzvot, going into the mikveh. They have to tell him some of the mitzvot in order for him to accept upon himself. It's a whole procedure. And, the, and there's a famous Tosfot over here says that you need three just for the Kabbalat mitzvot, but going into Mekveh, all you need is one watching him. And Tosfot also mentions from the fact that it says, that even when we don't have the Dayanim we used to have in the time of the Gemara, still our Dayanim today could accept the Gerim. And my Tama, why do you need three? Because Mishpat Ketiv Bet says by Ger, Mishpat Echad Lachem Kager Ka Ezrach. Or it says Ushvatem Tzedek Ben Ish Uben Achiv Uben Gero. It mentions the the idea of Mishpat with a Ger, and therefore Mishpat Ketiv it has to be like a Kedin, like a like a judgment, and you need three. And the point is who said that uh, the Ger is going to get three rabbis to accept his Gerut. And therefore, if he was Mekadesh, a woman, after he's going to be a Ger, it does not stand. Right now, he can't do it. So now the Gemara asked another question on Rabbi Yohanan who said that if you have the ability to do it, then it's as if it's here. Matkif la Rav Abba Bar Me'mal. Rav Abba Bar Me'mal has a question. Ela me'ata. Okay. Hanoten peruta le shifhatof. A person gave a peruta to his shifha. He gave a coin to his maidservant. Ve'amar hare at mekodeshet li lehashe eshtahrerich. You are engaged to me after I free you. 
According to you, that should be a Kiddushin, since you have the ability to free her, therefore she's Mekudeshet. And the Gemara says, What are you comparing? There's a big difference. Once she's still a maidservant, she's like a behemah, she has no knowledge, she has no consent, she has no competence. But once she gets freed, she's a different person, she's now a human being, and could be she'll say no. Meaning a regular shifcha, maybe she's like a behemah, because she's a goya, and then once you free her, she now becomes Jewish, you're adding mitzvot on her, and maybe she'll think different. She's like a human being who, could, uh, who has the ability to say no. And that's why he cannot be Mekadesher when she's still a Shifha, on condition that he'll free her, even though it's in his hands. But based on that, person gave a peruta to his wife. You are to me after I divorce you. According to Rabbi Hanan, it should be a kiddushin. So the Gemara explains over there is different because I understand he has the ability to divorce her, but does he have the ability to be Mekadesha? She can say no after she, he divorces her. So it's not considered in his hands. So if that's the case, then we, could, we finally have an answer to Rav Oshaya's question. He asked the question, A person gave two coins to a woman. One of them... You're going to be mitkadesh to me today, and the neck and the other one, you're going to be mitkadesh to me when I divorce you. So right after I give you a get, you'll be engaged to me again. Tivshot mina. Let's understand from what Rabbi Yochanan said. It's not a kiddushin, since he has the ability to divorce her, but not to marry her. Could be she'll say no. The Gemara says, yeah, but dilma kiddushin hashtat But we could also say that the same way kiddushin works now, it'll work later on. So maybe we can't really answer it, uh, answer Bil Shaya's question from what Rabbi Yohanan said. Okay, going back, we have Tanya Kabateh Rabbi Yohanan. We have a Braita like Rabbi Yohanan and Tormin Minatalusha Lemehubar. We don't give Teruma from something that's been plucked on something that's still connected to the ground. Ve'im Taram and Terumato Teruman. If he did, the Teruma doesn't count. Ketzad, what are we talking about? Amar Perot Arugazo Telushini Yu Teruma Al Perot Arugazo Mehuberet. The plucked fruits of this garden bed will be teruma on the fruits of the of this uh, garden bed that has not been plucked yet. Perot aruga zo mehuberet yu teruma al perot aruga zo telushin or the opposite. The the connected fruits of this garden bed will be teruma on the plucked uh, fruits of that garden bed. Lo amar klumin say anything. Aval Amar, but if he said that they're going to be teruma when they get plucked, then once the once you pluck them, then everything he said stands. Bottom line, we see like Rabbi Yohanan, the fact that you could uh, pluck them, it's in your hands, and therefore it works when it happens. Even Amar Perot Arugazo Telushin Yuterumal Perot Aruga Mehzom Huberet, even if he said the fruits of this plucked garden bed will be Teruma on the fruits of that connected garden bed, or the opposite, Perot Arugazo Mehuberet Yuterumal Perot Arugazo Telushin, Lakshiavu Shelish Vitalshu, or he said the fruits of this connected garden bed will be Teruma on the 
plucked fruits of that garden bed when they become a third in size and then get plucked. So they have to be a certain size before they get plucked. Once they got to that size, a third of the size it was supposed to grow, and then it got to that size and then they were plucked, it. His word stands. Why? Because Rabbi Lezab and Yaakov holds a person can be makne davash yelo ba A person could acquire something or someone could sell something that didn't get to the world yet. And Amar Abba lo Amar When Rabbi Yaakov said a person could sell or buy something that's not in the world, that's only when it comes to hard animal fodder. The fruit or the crop grew and now you could feed it to, to animals. And therefore, even if they didn't finish a third, you could, you know, you could still give it to animals. It's important enough. Aval be'agam, but if it's soft, it, you can't even give it to an animal. Lord, Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov wasn't talking about that. And he agreed that you can't give teruma on any crop that is still soft, not ready to be eaten. And Rav Yosef Amar, afilu be'agam, even if it's soft, Rabbi Eliezer holds that you could give teruma on these fruits when they grow a third and you pluck them. How do we know that the word agam means uh, the, 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 the crop, the weed, or whatever it is, is soft? To bend like a reed, its head. Any sort of reed that bends over is considered uh, agam. That's the language. Agam, agmon, same idea. It's something soft. So now, once we're on that, Keman Tanya, our Mishnah said something. Who's it like? If a person said this friend, if your daughter, if your wife has a daughter, the, uh, I'm, she's to me. He didn't say anything because she's not in the world. And Rabbi Hanina said that's only if his wife's not, uh, not pregnant. But if his wife is pregnant, whatever he said stands. And the problem is, Keman, who's it like? Ike Rabbah, if it's like Rabbah, who held that only with Shahat, with the animal food, Rabbah Lezer had held that a person can be Makadish, something that's not in the world, but if it's soft, no. So then you have to explain in Rabbah Hanina's words that Kshuhukar Ubara, that's only if you can see that she's pregnant, I mean, she's three, four months in. And Iker Rav Yosef, and you want to hold like Rav Yosef, that Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov was also talking about when it was uh, soft, the Agam, then then she should be Mekudeshet, even when uh, the mother was not even, uh, you can't even tell if she's pregnant yet. Now, by the way, if you look at Tosafot, this is one of those famous Tosafot on the bottom right, where Tosafot understands that the Gemara over here, that Rabbi Hanina holds, like Rabbi Le'ezer ben Yaakov, that a person could acquire something that's not in the world. But Tosafot ends off explaining that the Halakha is not like Rabbi Le'ezer ben Yaakov, even though we hold that Rabbi Le'ezer ben Yaakov, his Mishnah is Kavinaki, it's very small, but it's perfect. Over here, the Halakha is not like him because... We have, because in Baba Mitzi'ah, we learned like Rav Nachman, that a person cannot acquire something that's not in the world, and we know when it comes to money, the halakha is like Rav Nachman. Now, back to the Gemara, some explain the mahluk, Rabbah holds that when Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov said, a person could be Torem on something that, oh, when it grows a third and it'll get plucked, 
that's only when it's a field that grows because of the rain, meaning it's in a field where it gets enough rain where things grow by itself. It's not something that's not in the world. It act, it could grow on its own, and therefore it's as if it's in the world. But if it's in a field where you have to water it and work hard in order to make it grow, then you cannot say uh, the teruma of I'm taking teruma from this pile onto these fruits when they grow a third and then they get plucked. Because if you don't do the work, you don't give it water, it's not going to grow, and therefore it's as if they're not in the world. That's Rabbah. Rabbi Yosef, Amar Afilu Beshachat Lebeshakya, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef, held that a person can give Tirumah even on fruits that are connected uh, still to the tree, to the ground, and when they grow a third, uh, then and they get plucked, you could even do that in an area where you have to water it yourself and do all the work, because Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef, holds that they're officially considered fodder, they're animal food, meaning it's important enough and therefore they're in this world already. Although they're small, although they still need to grow, but they're there and therefore you could uh, you could uh, give tiruma on them. Now, according to this shita, if it's soft and it's like not ready to eat, to be fed to an animal, then for sure uh, you, you cannot be makrishuta. And based on that shita, Who's our Mishnah like? If a person said, if your wife has a girl, she should be Mekudash to me, and say anything. That's only if she's not pregnant. But if she's pregnant, then whatever he says stands. Who did Rabbi Hanina talk according to? And uh, the Gemara explains, We're talking about a situation, uh, in this, in, according to the second explanation of the Mahloka between Rabbah and Rabbi Yosef, in, in what Rabbi Yosef said, it would be when, she, when everyone can tell she's pregnant three, four months in, and according to everyone, according to Rabbah, according to Rabbi Yosef, it works. And once everyone can tell she's pregnant, that's the equivalent of, uh, of a crop that could grow by itself. And when you, you can't tell if she's pregnant, that would be like the, the crop that grew that's very, very soft. You can't even feed it yet. It's not important. According to everyone, you can't be makdish. And Amara Bayer, Bili Ezra ben Yaakov, Rabbi Meir, Kulehu Svir Lehu Adam Makne Davar Shiloh Ba'olam. So you have Rabbi Ezra ben Yaakov, Rabbi, and Rabbi Meir all hold that a person can acquire something that's not in, it's not completely in the world. What we just explained over here, as we saw in regards to Tirumah, a person can say, I'm giving Tirumah from here on fruits when they grow a third and then they get plucked. Rabbi, you have Rabbi, he also held that a person can acquire something that didn't come to the world yet. This is an Isur on Betin, that if a slave ran away from his master, a Goy slave ran away from his master, they cannot bring him back to his master. And for sure can't be talking about uh, if he was freed, because if he's freed, he's a free person. Uh, so, The Pasuk is talking about a person bought a slave on, with the intent to free him. Meaning the Pasuk is telling us that if you bought him with intent to free him, then you have, the Betin has to force him to, to free him. And Hechidami, what are we talking about? So Amar of Nahman Le, the master wrote to him before he bought him. Before he bought him. 
when I buy when I buy you, you'll be free from now. And now he doesn't want to let him go. So Betin has to force the master to to free him. And even though he wasn't his yet, but still, B holds a person can acquire something that didn't happen yet. Like we saw with Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov. And tomorrow we'll explain Rabbi Meir. But we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.